Um, today we're also continuing our series for the season of Epiphany, Shine a Light, where we talk and, and think about a light that Christ has brought into the world and how we as followers of Jesus can receive that light ourselves and shine it out for the world to see. And today, uh, very fitting with the day in which we're ordaining and installing new church officers, we're talking about the light of service. And to do that, we will turn to some familiar words, or at least the last verse are, uh, would be familiar words to many of us, uh, from the prophet Micah. So friends, I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the sixth chapter of the prophet Micah, beginning with the first verse. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? No. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Friends, this is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. You know, as I said, this is a really special day in the life of the church, just as I said for the kids. But I know some of you weren't paying attention. That's okay. Uh, but uh, this is a special day in which we get to ordain and install officers. And that's why for only uh, one of two days in the church year, we have red pyramids. Uh, the other day is Pentecost. The reason being is red is, uh, signifies the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, of course, on Pentecost, the birth of the church, we're talking about the, the presence of the Holy Spirit coming into the room and igniting the very birth of the church. But today, as we ordain and install officers for the work of Christ Church, we are talking about God's Spirit showing up and igniting each of them to love and serve one another within this, this family of faith here, but also in the wider world as well. Today is also our annual meeting where we get to look back at our previous year of ministry. You'll hear from our, our church officers on the various ministries that they help lead in our congregation and beyond, uh, but also it's a time to look ahead at the year to come. And this is often a weird preaching day for the pastor. Uh, one, because we're trying to keep it short, because we got a lot of stuff going on, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, but it also kind of becomes a de facto state of the church address. 
Um, you know, like you see the politicians, you know, I'm no politician, trust me on that. Um, but it is a time as we look ahead to our year of ministry to think about what's ahead for us as a church. The phrase that keeps going around in my head, and you'll see it in my little letter uh, that, that's a preface to our, um, our annual report, is a phrase that we get from the world of astronauts. And I believe Alan Shepard, one of our first astronauts, is the one who coined it. And that's the phrase, all systems go. That's what uh, some of you that work in this, this field can correct me uh, and, and tell me how, how much I messed this up before. Uh, but it's, it's a time in which, which the, the folks working on the, on the launch see that everything's running, that everything's set and ready to go for the launch. All systems are go. And that's exactly how I feel about what's going on here at our church. Um, you heard our wonderful choir with, with our new music director, Jeff. Uh, thank you for, for the wonderful work you're doing and new ministry. We have uh, Joanne as our new DCE doing wonderful work, continuing on the, the rock-solid foundation of, of Christian Ed in our congregation. For the first time in well over three years, for the first time since I was still the new guy as your pastor, I feel like everything is together. We're not in an area of transition in any one area of ministry in the church. We're also not under pandemic restrictions, though we certainly know that it's still with us. For that, I, that, that's why that phrase keeps coming to me, all systems go. It's time and we are ready, friends, to think about new and bold ways that God is at work here among us, that we might go out into the world to be a servant community, to share Christ's love beyond our walls and into the surrounding community and beyond. It's a time to think outside the box, which is why you see me outside of my safety net of my, my pulpit today. I promise I won't do it every time, but uh, it, it's a way for me to kind of model this, this sort of thinking that I hope we can do some more of as a congregation this year, of getting outside the box, thinking of new ways that we can love and serve our neighbors near and far. Now, another reason I'm doing this and modeling this is that this whole thing could tank. Me preaching without, I have a couple of words written down here. This, this could go very poorly, and I have a seasoned pastor in the back here that could, would love to tell me about that later, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's another reason I wanted to model it, is because thinking outside the box means taking risks and being willing to do things that might not go as planned. But we can trust that God is with us even when things tank miserably. God is here with us in all of this. I think this is the time for us to think about that. All systems are go. Let's figure out how we can take flight, how we can launch new ministries, how we can figure out new ways to be a servant community here in the world and beyond. And really our text today is the great model for what that could look like. The three guiding principles that... that Verse 8, those very memorable words, do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God, is really biblical ethics in one, it's not even a whole verse, it's like the last half of that verse. All of biblical ethics are summed up right there. And as such, they can be our guiding words, our three guiding principles for taking flight and thinking of new ways to love and serve our neighbors. I want to think about these together and some of you like when I geek out and talk about Hebrew and Greek words, and so I'm not going to just give you one word. I'm going to give you all three of those. 
And I actually had to say them with me. So the first word is justice, and that in Hebrew is mishpat. Say it with me, mishpat. So um, we tend to have a, a lot of different ways of thinking about justice. So justice in this sense is not a state, uh, a state of being or a way of, of like the justice department, but justice is an action. A couple of weeks ago, I had the joy of being on a roundtable discussion group at with our friends over at Mount Zion Baptist Church for their Martin Luther King Day celebration. And the theme was, was about justice. The theme was, for justice, I will make a difference. And they asked each of us on the panel to define justice. And I was a little intimidated because I was sitting next to the, the uh, county sheriff and a town council member and whatnot. And they had wonderful, eloquent definitions of justice. But my definition sounded dramatically different than theirs, as well as uh, another pastor from a historically black congregation in our county had a very different idea and understanding of justice. All of us have uh, our, our own understandings of justice are very much mirrored in who we are, our own story, our own experiences. Um, it's no, no surprise that the county sheriff would have a different definition for justice than, than I would or think about it differently. It's not saying one's right or wrong, it's just saying we come at this thing from different angles. But what we realize as we're talking about this together is that all of our definitions are so relative to who we are and our station in life, they all might give us a glimpse but not the full picture of God's justice, of mishpat, of what justice looks like out in the world. And to do that, to get a better glimpse, I think the prophet Micah gives us the other two words. So um, really the next one's a phrase, so I'll, I'll give that to you. Love kindness. Um, the, the word for, for Hebrew and, and love is ahav, um, but the, the word I really want you to focus on is kindness, chesed. You got to get that, that guttural chesed. Say it with me. Chesed. You're doing great. It is a beautiful word, and I think it's the closest word in, in Hebrew that we have to grace or, or agape, unconditional love that we see in the New Testament. And it really refers to a state um, in which two parties meet and one's of a higher standing of the other, and the party of a higher standing lowers their head so they're at the same level. It's this kind of mercy, this kind of, of seeking equity and love and inclusion that, that is really at root in chesed. This is the way that God deals with us, by the way. God lowers God's self um, to, to meet us eye to eye, to see us, and to, to be in relationship with us. We see that most clearly in the sending of God's own son, Jesus, in the world. But this is how God continues to meet and interact with us. So as followers of Christ, we're going to go out and share chesed with one another to find ways and to, to fix injustices in our world, to love one another and, and beyond any kind of dividing lines or boundaries, to find ways to, to love and include our neighbors as well. It's how we're called to relate to one another. And when we do that, we get a little closer to what I think is God's justice, God's mishpat. All right, last one. You ready for one more? All right. The last one is to walk humbly with your God. That, that word for humble or humility is sana. sana. Say it with me, sana. Yeah. This is only used two times in the entire Old Testament. Um, it, it's a word that means modesty or humility, of course, 
But it's also, it, it's a word that derives from, from um, a term for um, keeping close or preserving something. So as we go out seeking God's justice out in our world, as we go out to do so by loving one another as God loves us, finding ways to, to um, welcome and accept and love one another, uh, we can do so with humility with modesty, but we do that by keeping close to God. So that walk humbly with God is, is not just a statement about humility, it's also about staying close to God. And trust me, when you stay close to God, you remain humble, because when you stay close to God, you're aware of just how great and powerful and loving God is. And what can we do but uh, just stand in awe and hum- humility and wonder? So friends, that, those are the three words that can guide us as we uh, go out this year with uh, a mindset of all systems go, to do justice. And how do we do justice? By loving kindness and walking humbly with God. Friends, may we do these things. This is what the light of service looks like, the light that God has brought into the world through Christ, that we each have received through our own baptisms, and that we can go out and shine together. Friends, may we do so. Amen.